What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You were going to be James Bond. I know that about you. I thought I had the job. I came home and Roger Moore said, okay, I'll do one more. Club. No motivation to kill JFK Jr. No, he, also, he was he, going to be president. He, he was going oh, to be president. Stop. Right on time, as I knew you would be. Oh, hey! <laughs> oh, wait. What, do you got a man purse there? What? What, what is that? Oh, you know, yeah, it's cowboy, you know. When, you you're, know. As, when you're as macho a man as you are, you can get away with having a purse. That's all I'm going to say to you. You can I get away to, with having a purse. First of all, I'm going to stand because you're arriving. Hey, oh, man. <laughs> Thank so thank, thank you, you for inviting me. Oh, please. Are you just, kidding? We this should, is a we, cool we, thing for an old guy. This should be, you look fantastic. <laughs> I, I texted, I emailed this on your birthday. You're still the Marlboro man. You are. Well, I, I stole $10 from my mother when I was about seven, eight years old. I heard that about you. Really? Anyway, I went down to the corner. There was a, we lived near the near the 405 and Sunset, and there was one gas station around there. I went down there, and I asked them to change the tin into quarters. So I got 40 quarters. I bought 40 packs of cigarettes. Oh, my God. And opened them all. And uh, so there was, what, what's that, mean? 800 cigarettes in a one of those big silver salad bowls for the kitchen. One Wait, of how much was a pack of cigarettes? Quarter. Come on. No. A pack? Yeah, Coke was a nickel. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, up there, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, you may have not just, uh, invited me if you'd have known. Oh no, uh, all I, this I, stuff. I see but. you all the time. I know, I know, <laughs> I know exactly who you are. You just don't, you, you just don't read that age, so it's, just, it's, it's surprising uh, because yeah. you were genetically blessed. I often wonder what would must go, what it must be like to go through life, tall and handsome like you. I mean, it. You must, know what? Must have been a. a a bane and a boon. It must have been a boon bane. My mother early on started saying, oh, you know, little things like, oh, you're so cute, that I avoided my mother, sweetest woman in history, but I would avoid her because I had an aversion to that. Now you're doing it. Well, every... (laughs) You know, I mean, like... But every mother says... Where's my car? What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But every mother, every mother says that about a kid. Oh, okay. All right. Yours. But it affected me. It just happened to be the case. Oh, well. And, you know, I mean. Just gets a little old. You must have had to. So consequently, I wanted to be the Marlboro man. And uh, that was nice to say that. I mean, you you must have had to beat him off with a stick. If there was a place that sold. I was too shy. That sold sticks to beat people off with. Not only could I not give a book report in high school without shaking and sitting down so that I had to fight. But I was really shy with girls. So, you know, I, I went steady with a bunch of girls for, you know, always a minimum of a year. And and even when I got married, I <clears throat> tried to get out of it, but uh, that's not easy. The marriage? <laughs> First marriage, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to my uh, well, you know me, parents huh? after two weeks and said, how do, you, how do you get out of these things? You know? 
<laughs> and 16 years later, I, you know, I left. But uh, in, the, in the meantime, I was going, I'm not leaving these kids with this situation. It is a weird thing, I find. And of course, you're coming from someone who's never been married. Yeah. It just is a weird thing to me that maybe I guess this is why I never got married, that people just voluntarily enter into something so ironclad. And it, well, and especially with the thing that more than anything else in life is likely to change. I mean, we use the phrase, I'm not married to it for everything. You know, right. that table, I li- like it. I'm not married to it. Yeah. Except <laughs> a human mm-hmm. who is as likely or not going to change or, you know, things just change between people. It just seems an odd thing to me to lock some, lock yourself in, to break into prison. I sent you something about Mercury last night. I know, I saw. Okay. Is that, that a book was, I have to read? Uh, well, no, you don't have to. I'll, I'll just tell you a little, bit, a little bit about it. But you were talking to Jimmy Kimmel a year ago, and you guys really got on this Mercury thing. Oh, really? Yeah, and the conversation on this show. I don't remember that, but I take your word uh, for it. Okay, so I go, you know, this was meaningful to both of you guys to carry on for 10 minutes about mercury and your your adamant about poisoning of mercury, (laughs) your adamant about cruelty to animals. I know, you know, a couple of things about it. And I love Jimmy, but I have, (laughs) I don't know how Jimmy fits in my mercury worldview, but mercury itself is something I'm always acutely aware of. Which you got into marriage too, you know, so here we are with... Right. Both of these subjects again a year but, later. <clears throat> but go so ahead. How is, how is marriage like Mercury? Huh? How is marriage like Mercury? No, you, you just got, that was one solid conversation of you saying, you know, here's why it shouldn't be working. And he said, well, uh, you know, he's kind of going, I'm not saying anything because my wife probably see this show. So I'm right. Gonna, you oh, know, I see. You know, and then you got, but you did talk about marriage for so ten what, what, minutes, what, 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 and yeah, oh, the yeah. virtues and the the tougher side yeah. of it, and, um, and yeah, then I mean, and and then Mercury, uh, which I had twenty one fillings before I was twenty one, all Mercury, and I went to Hal Huggins, who, in uh, the guy that wrote this book, oh, who t- um, drilled out, huh? Drilled out. Had them all drilled out in Me two too. days. Me too. I had my mercury. You have to. And he was the ex. He was the father of getting rid of mercury. He was a dentist. Okay. That, as a matter of fact, for some reason, the Swedish all came over here and started having symposiums with him. And then it was against the law to have mercury put in your teeth in Sweden right afterwards. And he was kicked out of the the dental association. <laughs> and you know not. To bring everything... Which is how politics works. Yes. (laughs) And apparently medicine, which is politics, a Uh, lot of it. Yeah. You know, and we love our doctors, and we love that we have available to us a lot of things that people in past generations didn't, and we keep getting better. But not to get me on my high horse about Western medicine and COVID Mm -hmm. and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I I like that. I know you do, because I think we're similar on the same page. I look at the bigger broader picture, which is when they tell me to do something medically, including whatever the prescriptions were for COVID, can we just first pause and and remember how wrong you have been over the years, including in the present. Mm-hmm. It's not like it, people will look back 
in 50 years and go, boy, in 2023, they they had it all figured out uh, medically. They were just dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Right. Right. No, you drilled mercury into my mouth, something sure. we don't want even in trace amounts in fish and stuff. And you thought it was okay in my lifetime to do the. So just don't sit there with the white coat, like, look, see the stethoscope around my neck? Mm. Obviously, I have all the answers, and you don't. Don't question well, anything else. In this book, he stated that uh, the average dentist who has been installing mercury, which is the biggest money-making per second, per minute of work thing he can do, at least it was then, uh, the, the average dentist that did that regularly uh, was beside himself work-wise. By the time he was 56, he had to retire for the shakes, for however else. That, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, as yeah, it's interesting. That, that got me thinking about a lot of things about medicine, you know, because like doctors, they have to give you an answer. Cops have to give you an answer. <laughs> Who else? Cops do not have to give you an answer, and they often don't. You huh? have to give them an answer. Uh, I'm just saying. And it better be the right answer. Yeah. And well, it better end in sir. Yeah. But yes, well, doctors, you know, they take suggestions from patients in a way they never used to. You know, mm. we are only one of two countries in the world. The other is New Zealand mm. that allows direct-to-consumer advertising of prescription drugs. You know, you should never really be saying to your doctor, can I have this? I saw the commercial and there's a lady in a wheat field and she looks like she's fucking high as a kite and she's just, I don't even know what she's on. I don't know what the drug does, but I know I want it. That does not exist almost anywhere else in the world, and it probably shouldn't exist here. Mm. You know, you shouldn't be telling your doctor what you need. 20 or 25 years ago, we found under my dad's counters 3,000 pills from three different doctors because he had some early on back surgery, and, and pretty soon he was just, you know, that's all he did. He was a pill head, you know. but Because of back? Just and because doctors, all they had to do is call them and say, give me a prescription, you know? Yeah, my father... I don't know how that is today. My father had a bad back, which I, looking back and having read the book by the great John Sarno, who mm -hmm. wrote a groundbreaking book called Healing Back Pain, where mm -hmm. he, he was a major back surgeon, did all the sports teams in New York, I think, and he stopped doing it because he said most back pain is... I don't want to say it's psychosomatic because the pain is real. Right. But his theory is the unconscious mind can, by cutting off oxygen yeah. to anywhere in the body, can cause you to be thinking all about that part of the body because you really should be thinking about your relationship with your mother or your kids or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're avoiding. And... I, I think, feel like my father was this guy, and I've known other people who are this person who are, they're, all, they're obsessed with their back. Everything has to be about the back, and the back is always going out, and the back has, yeah. And it's just the unconscious mind is cutting off oxygen, so it really hurts, but there's no real physio physiological damage there. Now, of course, back pain can be real and physical, too. Your old man was a host, right? And a writer and no, a no, newsman. He, he, it was a newsman. Newsman. He was a radio newsman in the days when <clears> all <throat> radio. But he gave you an example that you could just go do it, right? Or, news? or was it hard for you? 
No, no, to just go and be in front of people and. No, he was uh, he was not really in front of people. Oh, I mean, okay. He, but uh, I mean, I yes, being on the. Understood that. Well, he did radio news. I mean, you're you're in a studio. You in know, in front of a camera, in front no, of a microphone. Radio in front of a microphone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. No, it's pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would come home and need. Me. Oh yeah, no no, <laughs> he would come home and need three martinis mm-hmm. to start, because it was that. And this is the days when radio news was live. Oh, that's good. What is we got you? Well, right, we got yeah. you the right drinks. Oh yeah. We got, okay. Oh yeah. Go. Yeah. No, he would come. He black, would black they, coffee so that I'm a motor mouth. Otherwise, wow. you know me. I sit around and. Never say anything at a party. I don't know that about you. I don't. I don't know who you. This guy you're talking about all the time. The, uh, the, well, I, it used to be it, anyway. Yeah. Maybe maybe because uh, life is going on. I got a lot to say yet. Yeah, I've, I've never known you to be uh, quiet about anything. I'll tell you. You invited me up to the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara. Oh, I remember that ago. night. And then we had and dinner. I sat in the, yeah, and I sat in the audience and saw you for an hour and a half. You went over. To your music stand yeah. twice, this crappy music stand yeah. like I used to have in high school. Yeah, and turned the page. Yeah. You kind of glanced at it and went on for another half. And I went, God, would well, I have loved to be able to do that kind of stuff? Most comics, <clears throat> most comics do it without a music stand with their without their bullet points on yeah, it. Yeah, but they do the same shit over and over. Right, again, right. And, and they and the one thing I can't stand in comedy. Uh, the phrase that really is nails on a chalkboard to me is, what else? What else? Like, oh. a comic should never say, what else? Like, yeah. I know what else, because I wrote it down and put it on the music stand. Yeah, but... So I can keep going. Give them their money's worth. But if if you're throwing an idea, you can keep going, right? Yeah, of you course. Know. And that's no, the not, other thing. That's amazing. It allows you to riff, because you always know you can come back yeah. safely to land. Where yeah. there's stuff that we know works because it's when I grew up, you know, as an as an actor, when I first started as an actor, that you know the script girl would stop and say, "You you forgot the and and the but in that third sentence," and I, you know, and it was such pressure because I was I never had a good memory for dialogue anyway with the I, thousands of pages I've done. So when I'm directing, I I tell an actor, "Well, just." Tell me the same. Let me understand the same idea. Just say it in your own words. Yeah, I mean that's everybody goes. You can't do that. Oh, Woody Allen. Woody Allen does it. Yeah, I think that's a lot. Josh says Woody Allen will come over and correct you. Yeah, there are some things. Well, if you're if it's a word that's going to fuck the joke up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think a lot of directors in later years have have worked that way. Um, I definitely curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, Larry David. Is, yeah, and I don't that, think there's even a, a something written. That was more of an old timey thing. They were stuck in a room. Oh, now, and, and there now. there are certain ones who today who want every word exactly. If I yeah. wrote a script mm. and directed it, I'd want them to say those words. I think. I don't think I'd want them to like put it in their own words. Uh, the way I, I have five scripts that I've I've directed uh, three films that like even the first one I I had a I would retype dialogue the night before I had a printer to memorize it huh to memorize it no I was directing oh I see so me I didn't care about oh, it. you were rewriting like, that you were rewriting yeah I'd slip it to the actor here's what we're saying today and right. they'd go yeah great this is so much better right and oh, yeah. um, so Probably why I haven't been rehired a couple, uh, you know, more. Because <laughs> I'll do yeah. that, you know, and 
And then, uh, you know, if there's a line in there that works perfectly as is, just make sure you get that line. The rest, just tell me. Just tell me whatever you want to tell me. And it works. I just heard today that my lousy little, I think it was 2.6 million dollar little Christmas movie, I'll Be Home for Christmas with oh, a little yeah. girl. Uh, I, I heard it sold to Netflix worldwide, and it's in the top ten now. Is that the one I saw? Where Mushy. no, I think that that was a Christmas. I saw one where you were. It was like you were in like Yugoslavia or something. Yeah, like. Romania. Romania. And yeah. like somebody was like the king or the yeah, prince and, and there was a cowboy a, that inherited a, a uh, kingdom <laughs> and didn't want to be there. Right. Just wanted to punch cows. Right. <laughs> Right, you inherited a kingdom in Romania. Royal hearts, yeah. Royal hearts. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute. And when, when the script was given to me, it was really kind of corny. And so right. I threw in a lot of good old John Wayne sayings right. and all kinds of stuff. And I've got five scripts of other Wayne. people write. I can't write anything originally, but I can fix a script that doesn't work. And I've got five right now. I'm just waiting for the money to show up. Did you know John Wayne? Did you? You must have. No, I ran into him once and went. You never worked with him? Huh? No, I never worked with him. No, and and I'd see him every once in a while in Newport Beach. I'd spend the summers in Newport Beach, and he had a waterfront house and a great boat, and we'd see him every once in a while. But I was on the lot at Universal when I walked around a corner and just went. I swear I was looking straight up at the guy, you know. I don't think he's taller than me, but I, he was just a giant to me, you know? You know, that he had to be restrained from <clears throat> rushing the stage. Uh, yeah. And this is before. Oh, no, it, it's, it's off the wall. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> at, at the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, and this is before Will Smith when rushing the stage was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because when Brando sent up the Indian Sashin mm-hmm. Littlefeather to accept mm-hmm. his award, and she went on, started to go on about how shitty the Indians had been treated, John Wayne had to be restrained from going up on the stage and punching her. <laughs> well, and they found well, it. Didn't he, they find out years later she's a fake? Absolutely. She, she wasn't. Mexican. Too, Mexican, yeah. Yeah. The woke think that... I'm, uh, I'm still trying to... I looked it up uh, about five times. I still can't figure out what woke means. Oh, God. We had this discussion in September <clears throat> of 2020. Uh, it's in the paper every... Evening. I know, I know. It, and I keep going, you know, it, it's not It's not a statement that... Uh, it's not a word that explains itself. As a, well, you, it's a you word... You have to think about, oh, well, how did they mean that? Oh, and they said something and... Woke, it, I mean, it has an actual... When I grew up, this stuff didn't exist. No, it, and, no, it didn't. Um, I'm leaving just in time. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> but woke, it started out with, a, with a, a very admirable meaning, which was woke, as in let's be alert to injustice. Yeah. Okay. It morphed in the last five to ten years into every ridiculous too far left bullshit thing yeah. that will probably get President Hellboy elected again. Uh, uh, what? Oh, what a thought. Well, you should be it's highly possible. You know, you know, I'm you and Navalny are the two presidents that should be in office right <laughs> Navalny. now. Navalny. Yeah. Right. I have a T-shirt I made, President Navalny. Yeah. Elect 2024 or whatever. It's, I mean, isn't he poisoned? Huh? He's poisoned. What do you mean poisoned? He's Putin in, poisoned him. 
Yeah, they poisoned him, but he's in, no, he's in a, a cell in... Uh, poisoned. They poisoned him in prison. But he, he's not dead. He's not dead. But, I mean, it's like, a, you know, because poison is slow. They're turning the heat off, and he's living in, you yeah. know, minus 30 no, if, degrees at night, and yeah, doing everything they can to No, it's just... It's hey, just, top... Who are the top 10 horrible people of all time? <laughs> Putin is unbelievable. Right. I mean, it's either poisoning you or pushing you out a window. Oh, my God. Or killing as many and kidnapping but as I mean, many kids as they Do you know can. how many people have fallen out of windows in Russia? Oh. It's, like, amazing. I've seen articles about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like 20 people. Wow have mysteriously fallen out of windows. And, you know, Putin tries to play it off like, we must do something about the dangerous open window situation <laughs> in you Russia. You've seen what two guys, one guy and big fat guys on each arm t- walking him to the window as he's struggling, yeah. dropping I mean, him over the, oh my God. And that's exactly what happened. It's like, uh, who was the comic who uh, held people, uh, you know, Sid Caesar. Yeah. What famously, he was a big, strong guy, and mm-hmm. if he was unhappy with his writers, he would famously, I thought this was the story, like would literally dangle them out a window. Mm. So <laughs> they think they've got gripes now with this strike. My favorite skit of his is they had a bunch of fake rocks all over a stage with guys behind each rock with guns going, me, me, me. Everybody shooting at each other. It was oh. all, you know, it was, it was all, um, oh, Dr. Phil style, you know. You know I, how I feel about it. I watched um, <laughs> Showtime put together something called 10 from your show of shows. I think this is like in the 80s. But, of course, these were clips from the early 50s. One of the, uh, Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows is like one of the first right. television shows, yeah. right? Yeah, that, Red Skelton. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Always. So, I mean, I remember watching these things, and uh, of course, again, this is the '80s. I'm a young whippersnapper, but I just thought they were horrible, and I and the audience is dying laughing. Yeah. And I just thought, boy, a taste change, especially in comedy, it just mm-hmm. doesn't translate over the years. Let's face it, when it comes to wardrobe, most guys struggle to look good. How many times has a wife or girlfriend heard, Honey, which sweats go with this hockey jersey? But now help is on the way with Roan. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable set of products known to man. And here's why. The commuter collection offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable stretch fabric is breathable and flexible, so it leaves you free to enjoy everything life throws at you. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. The clothes combine comfort and mobility, and I know, I got baked the other day and played an entire basketball game in my pants from Roan. But seriously, they are perfect for every occasion, from work to happy hour to date night. And if you're doing date night on the off chance you score, they come right off. 
The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash random and use promo code random to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash random and use code random. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Now for one of my favorite topics. No, not the Beatles or weed. It's sex. Who wants better sex? And who wants to start having better sex immediately? The best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus discreet free shipping, which includes rush processing. More than that, Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They offer discreet free shipping and rush processing on your entire order. Don't wait. Better sex is just a click away. That's 50% off one item, free shipping with rush processing. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be anything new and adventurous. Just enter offer code RANDOM at checkout. That's RANDOM, RANDOM at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use this code RANDOM to get your discount. Free shipping and get it fast with rush processing. Code RANDOM. Hey, Club Random fans, people in the comments have been asking why we don't have merch. Yes, we read them. I don't, but we have a guy for that. But bottom line, we have merch now. Last week, I begged Joe Biden not to be Ruth Bader Biden. And so we are kicking off with a Don't Be Ruth Bader Biden t-shirt. And there's cool new Club Random merch on there, too. T-shirts and hoodies and barware. There's even a Club Random herb grinder and rolling papers. Check it all out at clubrandom.com. I've seen so many great films. I said, if you just chop 20 minutes out of it and make it move a little faster in a couple of people talking scenes. They're not about anything. They don't move the story. They're just people talking. Uh, but Oppenheimer, You're saying they could- I'm, I'm saying Oppenheimer needs an hour out of it. Whenever I see something that's three hours, I'm mm-hmm. like, these egomaniacs, they do not know how to kill their own children, well, which is the secret of art is to be an editor. You yeah. have to be ruthless. You can't fall in love with every fucking frame you shot, no. every fucking joke you wrote. You just have to do it. And they don't. So yeah. often they don't. I think the last John Wick movie, John Wick, mm-hmm. is like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. And and it was it had some really good elements for that kind of film, you know. He's he's so you, good. He's, so you he's, see all these movies? Am I sniffing a lot because I just had my, <laughs> I just had my sinuses, you know, um, deviated septum. I got out of surgery. Well, oh no my one, god. I'll tell you this, I haven't noticed it, but nobody thinks we're doing coke. Oh good. Um good. because we both have a heart attack. Because, yeah, that's right. We're too old to do that. Did you have a cocaine too period? Expensive. I had a, I had a brief cocaine period. No, I, drugs never, you know, I'd smoke grass with everybody at a party. The last time I passed, I literally passed out. The last <laughs> guy said, ah, this is, this is this great Vietnam stuff, you know. Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But I know there's all kinds of species now and everything and, but so it, anyway, we're at dinner, and, and he goes, he says, come on out, Jim, come on. So I go, okay, it's been years. And I go in, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking across the table at our guests, and I'm going, I see their mouths moving, but I have no idea what anybody's saying. I better concentrate more. And it got worse and worse. 
I turned to my wife and I said, honey, um, I'm going to go upstairs and lie down. And for some reason, she, she didn't say why. She said, okay, okay, darling. I stood up and literally somebody somebody pulled the switch off. My legs, I dropped to the floor. What you drug know? was this, Ira? Pot. Pot? Really? That's just from pot? Yeah. Yeah, if you don't. So I'm a cheap date. I told you I was a cheap date. If you're not you know, used to. You got yeah. me the low-cost uh, tequila and. Uh, no, I mean, you, if people. You got Starbucks drive through you got it all. No, I know. <laughs> no, no, we got, I got your list. I, was, I told them, I said, you better fucking get this list right. Because this is. Oh, man. The OG. Hell to pay, right? Com- well, you're a major motherfucker. I'm not going to fuck up the, the drink requests. You don't mind if I do the Dreyfus thing. Ah! <laughs> it's becoming Here. a meme. No, keep talking. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yes. I've watched a I, couple of the shows. Oh, they told me that oh. there's 71 of them out there plus or. I guess. Something like and, that. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. And then I though. saw uh, Peterson. Uh, Jordan Professor. Peterson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All dressed up. And I thought, I oh, know. geez, I better go shower and, and I, get yeah. a couple of suits out and I, figure out which one I'm going to wear. Not me. This and is... then I ended up with a T-shirt like you. you. Last time I saw you, you had a white T-shirt with. Strawberry stains on it. And, uh, no, not on the, not quite that bad. I mean, we like it to be. I'm casual. laughing more than you this time. I love you. Laugh at everything. Oh, why well. are you so sober today? You want? You really want to know? Yeah. I haven't slept. Come on, that's a bad deal. There's a reason for it. <clears throat> okay. I had a bad ankle. I kind of like sprained my ankle. Okay. It, mine's left. Mine's right. Oh, well, so we're even, man. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> we can get across the yard about, together. It's about a month ago. Yeah. So uh, this one doctor who I know, he right away said, oh, you just take this, I forget the name of it, did not tell me it was a steroid, kept me up to late in the morning. Mm. So like, I only I was supposed to take it for five days. I was this like, is I'm never recently? Gonna. Yeah, this is a month ago. Okay. So yesterday... I, I'm now I'm seeing this other doctor, uh, and I had told him this a month ago when I went to see him for the first time. I said, yeah, I took one something I didn't know was a steroid, and it kept me up to late in the morning. Then he shot me yesterday with cortisone, did not tell me it was a steroid. Mm. And I have not, eight in the morning, I blew right past it. I have not been to sleep Monday night. Mm. It's now Tuesday. Do you have your um, melatonin gummy bears? <laughs> I don't think that's going to... I'll deliver it I don't think later. that's I'll doing the trick, but I mean, like, I am in a, yeah, I'm in a bad yeah. way. Ah. But well, it, I think, I, you know... You need a full glass of tequila. I'm drinking it. Oh, but I'm not, no soda, just full glass. And, no, um, I know it, I know my limit. I can have two. Okay. All right. Um, otherwise, mm. I, I, God, I can't... That's good, that stuff. I can't be... Mexican magic. What? Mm. What is it? Mm. What is that? that tequila and soda, actually. Oh. Yeah, if that's you what don't, I drink, tequila and soda. If you don't add lemon, it tastes just like you're drinking straight tequila. You're such a meticulous guy. Like, you mm. know exactly what you want. Like, when you watch, when you uh, critique my outfits on the show. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like, always like, man, you know your shit with fashion. Like, if I am... If but, I am not on point, 
mm-hmm. with every detail of my suit mm-hmm. and tie, yeah. pants and shirt, and the tie better not go below the belt. And That's you now, right? If what, you're not on point in your opinion. I hear from you. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not doing it for me now. You know, you look and you go, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, but like. You look smart lately, and even the shirt. I look yeah. where the, the white I, of the collar is tucked under the suit. If it's if you can see the end of it, no, no I know. I, the I, size of the knot. No, you. I, exa- I'm telling you, all that stuff, you're so much gayer than me. I, I could have I, I designed women's clothes on the snap. Well, that's because I think women are so much better shaped than Ferraris. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I mean, I just love, and to dress women for a living would have been amazing. Design clothes and be a, one of those. Edith Head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I, I, just a guy. No, but wasn't she the the big customer? Yeah, yeah, but there's no real men that design women's clothes. They're all, you know. It always sounded like a porn name to me. Edith Head. Yeah, isn't that funny? (laughs) She was such a, she was like straight out of London. Did you I, work I don't with know her? if she was English, but she acted, you know. Like you ever work, lady head. work with yeah. her? She did uh, Gable and Lombard when I played Clark Gable. You did play Clark Gable. Yeah. And then Reagan. And Reagan. Yeah. I can do a Clark I Gable. I never played Jimmy Short, though. But you could have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can do a Clark Gable impression. Okay. <clears throat> Would you like me to do the scene? I've <laughs> probably done it a hundred times here, but mm. I love it because I feel like there's something to this scene in Gone with the Wind yeah. that um, was so ahead of its time because uh, it's an anti-war movie, a little bit, Gone with the Wind. And Clark Gable has a scene at the fairly the beginning of the movie where he's at the, uh, I guess it's Ashley Wilkes' plantation, and they're all like... The Southerners are all hepped up on going to war, right? Mm-hmm. They can't wait to kick the Yankees' ass. I don't know what that is, but and I don't have it. They and Ben Rhett Butler is just different, you know. And they're like, <clears throat> "Mr. Butler, you've been up north. What do you think?" I think it's very hard to win a war with just words, gentlemen. <laughs> Why, Mr. Butler? What are you saying? I'm saying there's not a cannon factory in the whole South. Well, what difference does that make to a gentleman? I'm afraid it's going to make a great deal of difference to a great many gentlemen. Mr. Butler, are you hinting that the Yankees can lick us? No, I'm not hinting. I'm saying very plainly the Yankees are better equipped than we are. They've got cannon factories and shipyards and coal mines and a fleet to bottle up our harbor and starve us to death. All the South has is slaves and cotton and arrogance. <laughs> is this the actual dialogue? Word for word, word. Word for I word. I just watched it again. Oh, man, I would have said, say it in your own words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you improve on those words? No, I don't think so. No, no, the guy's right. <laughs> kind of sounded like him, right? Well, yeah, that's good. You played him. What? You played him. I played him, and you know, when Sidney Fury came to me, they were looking at Stephen Queen and Allie McGraw to play Gable and Lombard at Universal. You know, this is one of their bigger... And who played Lombard? I forget. Um, uh, um, um, Judy Davis? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that was Reagan. That was huh? Mrs. Re- she played Judy Mrs. Davis, Reagan. yeah. Yeah, uh, on Reagan. Um, oh, Joe Clayburgh. Oh, sorry. Got, I, knew, I knew that. Joe Clayburgh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
how awful that I it's not right there. Oh, but, please. Uh, age does that. What year was the movie made? Mm, 1975. Okay. I think you can be forgiven for okay, a, a right. second pause. Oh, well, movie. thank you, Baccaro. That movie's 48 years old? Oh, my God. Can you believe it? And Barbara has a, a funny girl, I guess it is. 50 years old, and she's... Uh, Oh. Colorizing it and oh, really? adding the scenes back in that because it didn't make sense that movie in the end it didn't make sense why they split and she's putting it all back together for the fiftieth anniversary. Wow! So that was seventy three. Uh, well, because I know count back. What was yeah, uh, what was Funny Girl? Huh? Are we talking about Funny Girl? Yeah, we're talking about. No, okay. Funny. What it was um, the one that's the one with Walter Matthau. Yeah. No, that's Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Because she famously said... I'm just going to say yeah Because she famously said to him <laughs> when they had a fight, have you noticed the movie's not called Hello, Walter, which is mm. one of the all-time great lines. Um, she but didn't I get along that, with him too think, well. No, he, I don't think anybody did. Huh. He was kind of, Walter Matthau, I think, was kind of like the Bill Murray of his day. I was on a contract The audience Fox. loved him and no one, no one who worked with him did. I was on several sets with him. And I thought, why is this guy here? And then a couple of years later, I got invited to the Beverly Hills Tennis Club with my agent to a lunch with Walter Matthau at the table. I never laughed so much in my life. Really? And I thought this guy was like one of the boring, overhyped guys in history. I never laughed so much. So, you know, so in what real- did I learn? What do you know? What, what do you know? <laughs> but you're saying in real life, he was very funny. Uh, at that day he was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the fried chicken. Uh, who knows? What, and he wasn't curmudgeonly, or that was what made him funny. Uh, he, the, the jokes were just off the wall. The punchlines right. were not expected. You know, wow. there's a lot of uh, comedy which is great. You can hear it over and over, yeah. and you go, "That's." A, but this was all fresh to me, and so. But uh, you know, I'm what it's am amazing I? I how was big, 25, you know, yeah, 27. But it's amazing how big a star he was. <clears throat> yeah, with a face like two miles of bad road. Yeah, you know, he just wasn't. Uh, and Barbara said, "My wife said he was he was rude to the women. Not you know, not uh, everything was like." Oh, I, I heard the word uh, from Peterson, you talking about Machiavellian, and I thought, oh, well, if I get on the show, am I, uh, am I doing Bill's show so that I can get ahead in life? Uh, no, this is not going to oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you are, you're a shitty Machiavellian. So, so I, I, uh, lo- I looked it up, you know. Right. And, um, but yeah. okay, but woke, you have to like buddy up to this word. And no, because it, it comes up too much. So it started out. bullshit out- word. Well, it became Hello. it yeah. became bullshit. Yeah, it 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 became an eye roll for a very good reason. Yeah, because it it refers to everything where they embrace nonsense. You know, obvious example is obviously uh, men can have babies, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's just these people who they seem to want to the social justice warriors. They always seem to want to like find a new group to champion. And they do it so ass backwards. You know, the homeless. Let's keep them on the street. No, that's the opposite of compassion. Let's get them off the street. In Portland now, you can be fined. You're fined if you just ask them to move. 
And homeless people on the street is not good for the people or the homeless. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of stuff that makes you roll your eyes and goes, you people are fucking nuts. Yeah. Or um, I, I totally I, agree. I may have told this story, <clears> but uh, I remember the five cent Coke again. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't used to be this um, way, you know? Um, I think I told this, but I'm going to tell it again because it blows my mind. Mr. Beast, he's a YouTube star. You don't have to know who he is. Yeah. He makes these videos that get zillions of views, and then he uses the money to do things like he, uh, and he likes to put in the title because it gets crazy viral, like uh, helped a thousand people uh, overcome disability. And he did. I, th- I forget what the disability was. Mm-hmm. And then he got attacked. And like papers that we could, or websites and papers that we consider like normal and like respected said things like, what needs curing is society's view of the disabled. And Mr. Beast uh, thinks that disability is something that needs to be solved. It is something that needs to be solved. So this is what woke means insane. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Club Random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at Radioactive Media. The vacations are over, and now it's time to get back to work. Let me ask you, what are you doing to grow your business? Don't just use Google and social media when you can acquire new customers by partnering with shows like mine, elevating your brand. Wouldn't you like to generate up to nine times more leads? You can when you combine the power of audio and video with text messaging. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media with clients such as Signal Wire, Heat Holders, Wine Enthusiast, Lumi Microdose Gummies, and they can customize a campaign for you. For a limited time, receive $1,000 toward your first campaign, plus free text messaging by going to RadioactiveMedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can surpass your current strategies. Just go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. I'm heading back to Vegas to do stand-up for my last live dates of the year. I'll be there Friday, November 3rd, and Saturday, November 4th. I will be at the David Copperfield Theater at the MGM Grand in Vegas, my new home. I'm never going to swallow this pill. All this new stuff, I just, uh, I'm not ready for. And uh... You don't have to be ready for it. Okay. You just, You just, but, I mean, it's just too prevalent in society. And I know you're news hounds i know both of you are yeah you know you you always you're sending me things often it's like oh i don't know about that do, do you actually read what i send you because i'll send you <laughs> of course more more stuff i only i wait till it's pertinent and then i think oh he may have missed this or yes we'll both laugh about this when we see each other right. or whatever you know no you're That's a great. you're a you're good you're a skeptical thinker mm. You know, you just don't take what they send down the pike. That's without, 
you, but I'm also um, so resilient and forgiving that, you know, for the last billion years, a lot of this shit didn't exist or it did between tribes and cave people hitting each other over the head or why everybody has their differences, but it comes and goes. It's like I, I, I went to a friend's house once and he had put in a trout pond with a waterfall. And I noticed that all the trout stayed under the waterfall waiting for the next piece of food to fall down in the water. But they didn't go chasing after it downstream. Mm -hmm. I see everybody chasing after everything downstream nowadays. Uh, you know, bring back something and to make stuff right. Well, you know what they did to me? No, we're we're in a very it. we're in a very very bad place. My favorite book is Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. It's an old book, but it says every morning you wake up and you lie to yourself for one hour that this is the greatest day and you are the most terrific person and everything is good and your mind will lie to you the rest of the day. And man, does it work. Really? You do that? Psycho-Cybernetic. I read this book every year to remind myself. No, but the myself. first hour of the day, that's what you do? You think this well, is the greatest? I'm generally, it's not hard for me to do that. Really? Yeah. You're, you're, you're Until I face somebody. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but your default setting is pretty happy, right? Yeah, it is. It that's, is. That's because I had a mother that was, you know, everything was, She, I'd say, Mom, I, I, God, I got my finals. Uh, she says, honey, you won't even remember what school you went to one day. You know? Right. And that's a philosophy that's terrific, you know? Yeah. I heard, like, Barry, I was reminded that I, I, I went to, my dad said, listen, uh, you go to school and I'll, I'll give you lunch money and uh, gas money and everything. Well, several months later, he handed me a bill. Oh, what? He says, yeah, this is how much you owe me so far. And I went, I will never borrow money from any, any person. A bank, yes, never from any person in my life again. And I'm going to bust my ass and earn all my own money. Wow. And um, Yeah, it does happen. You know, we're bifurcated. I love that, you know. Every bifurcated. woman bifurcated is when you, you, you marry somebody and you separate your, your money. So you're not... Oh. Into each other's money at all. I didn't even know you could do that. Two women just 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 drained me, right? <clears throat> before, and th and that wasn't even with money. <laughs> That's Pro true. I mean, That's it's true. it's the emotional drain that. Yeah, you, but um, yeah, no, you're I got strong. through it somehow. Yeah, and it all came out in the wash. Yeah, sometimes the third time's the charm, right? Yeah, and and actually, I got married the first time when uh, a girlfriend left me, like total surprise. And I, I married somebody uh, twelve days late after I met him. Just to, who but, knows what kind of but psycho cybernetics I hadn't read yet. <laughs> but even if the marriages didn't work, you, yeah. if you didn't do it, then you wouldn't have spawned your big movie star I, son. And I've got <laughs> the most delicious children, and that's yeah. all. And yeah. now grandchildren. Life is good. I've been married 25 years to my wife. I know. Wow. I've been so good to her, and she's been so good to me. Is she done me. with that book? She is. It's going to be out in November. Did I hear okay. the 8th today? Right. I mean, I can't believe I mean, that's, it's going to sell. It's, I mean, it's Barbara Streisand's 
fucking autobiography. It's sure. hard to sell. You know? Why? She need the money? Or? No, she doesn't need the money, but I'm sure she <laughs> wants to sell the book. She does. She loves it. And it will be number one, of course. Of course it will. It Any, doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm will, saying if be. she needs a place to come mm. <laughs> to sell the book, <laughs> we're open for business at uh, all it's times. Funny. I, There's no strikes she here. She said, good luck, honey. Say hi to Bill for me. And I said, you're next. Stay well, tuned. Well, I, I cannot wait to read it. Have, yeah. you, have you read it in and, advance? And she, she started you the- and was going to, you know, kind of flush it out of her. Says it's been 10 years and every moment of it is not only full of the truth, mm-hmm. she can't lie. I mean, I'll say, uh, tell him tell him I'm not feeling well and we can't make it tonight. Right. She says, that's not true. Right. <laughs> she won't help me out at all. Like, she right. has to tell the truth. Well. And it's, I'm, it's I'm very, wonderfully refreshing. I'm very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, well, I think so. <clears throat> well, that's why you should be president. Yeah that's, yeah, that's how you will never be president. Are you mm. kidding? Politician is someone who has to learn how to not tell the truth. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can do it in an elegant way, and you can do it in an inartful way, like Trump does. But, mm. you know, all presidents, all politicians, Lincoln did it, Obama did it, they all have to do some shady things to get progress made. Yeah. Because it's a it's what they say about Congress. It's like, you know, the sausage factory. You don't want to see how it's made. Mm-hmm. But progress doesn't happen because you're spray painting a wall. You know, happened- Cheney would have never made his fortune if he hadn't started a war and kept it going. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. we'll never, yeah. I mean, you never know what's in a guy's mind. Mm. He he could have also, I mean, the Bush people, you know, do I think that they actually thought that uh, they were going to transform the Middle East by taking over Iraq? I do. Can I, because, they're, because they don't do their homework. You know, they just, I, I, I feel Samuel like... Samuel Bush was the great-grandfather. He was in charge of all the arms for the United States. Prescott Bush was his son, who was the largest, he uh, ran 17 banks, and he was the largest financier of the Nazi party in World War II. Really? Yeah, good, they paid good interest. See, that's the kind of thing you always know. (laughs) And 9-11, and uh, why did JFK Jr. die? I I get into all this stuff. Well, JFK Jr.? Well, wait a second. I know why JFK Jr. Junior died. Tell me there was no bomb in the back of the plane. You think there was a bomb in the back of the plane? Possibility, that's all. I don't know anything. That's, well. I've just read everything, and now, and what I saw was. Why would anyone want to kill JFK Jr.? I saw an interview tape where JFK Jr. was on final talking to the tower. You're cleared for landing. That tape disappeared. I heard it. I think it's bullshit. Okay. I do. It I took, do. I how about, if we do our research, why were they sent 90 miles away to do the first searching for the plane? And it went straight down into the water. I don't right know. Up. I mean, this sounds to me Why like, did it take so long to find it all? There was a lot of smelly stuff. You know, I think anything you look at, you can find these... Uh, why did build, Building 7 go down? Well, I was just going to say, this reminds me... <laughs> of okay. 9-11 truther stuff, which uh-huh. even the the truthers have walked, most of them have walked away from that. I'm not a truther. I'm a researcher. Okay. How but, about... But can I tell you about JFK? 300 Jr.? of the best building designers all say impossible. No, that's not true. Not 300. 
Yeah. Were, oh, yeah, 300. 300 building engineers. Because a plane in 1947 had hit the Empire State Building, they made sure that those were able to take the impact of an aircraft. So what, it was a demolition? Mm-hmm. And if you look okay. at the videos, you can see pop, but, pop, pop. They've, they've, well, they again, just went flat. You, you would see that also, I think, if the I ha- building was Maybe pancaking. we shouldn't be in this conversation. No, we. I mean, I just, look. I, you and I, I have never talked a, about it. A friend now. of mine uh, was a truther at one point. I mean, I'm not a truther. I'm a researcher. Well, okay, well, let's, let's use the, the term truther uh, also was a word that, specifically describe someone who believes exactly what you were saying you believe about the collapsing of the World Trade Center, okay? Well, so that all is a, I, all, the only thing I, I can and, s- say, you're absolutely right, is building number, uh, number seven. No, You can see the video. It went no. straight down. It was two blocks away. No plane hit it. Oh, I understand. Okay. Oh, I mean, I vetted all this. Something I mean, it smells I, here. I looked at all this. You can watch the video of uh, all these events with the truther version. And yes, mm-hmm. you're, you're going, oh my God, that looks fishy and blah, blah, blah. And then you can watch another video where other esteemed engineers and the same kind of people you're talking about yeah. have the exact opposite point of view. Mm-hmm. And they would agree with, I think, <clears throat> what I still believe, which is that the idea that Bush planned this is ridiculous because it would involve planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But JFK Jr. You know, the could, buildings were going broke, by the way, financially. I mean. How is that so, possible? I don't know. But Well, how is possible that buildings go broke? Well, that Be- one was pretty full, I guess. But the, wor- the, the word was that they were I, in financial difficulty, not only with the building owner who got insurance money, Great, but the the city was involved. They were throwing, and the feds were throwing in a lot of money into that building. All those three buildings. I mean, I don't, you know, <clears throat> all these things could be possible. It could, could be, be an affair. I, I, I agree. And this is why I just, I'm with you, man. You know, well, could be total you're not bullshit. with me on this. Something smells like a rat. <laughs> That's all I know. I, it could. I don't. I, to me, it doesn't because okay. I watched both those videos. And the second one I found more convincing. Okay. But JFK, and what, what tilts is a little uh, for me is that JFK Jr., yeah. no motivation to kill JFK Jr. No, he, also, he was he, going to be president. He, he was going oh, to be president. Stop. Yes, no, he was. If he was, it was years away. He wasn't That's even right. in politics. That's right. Oh, you mean this is a like a Moses story where they have to strangle the baby That's in the he, crib? You and I, our friendship just dissolved. <laughs> okay, he flew a prop plane with a broken leg yeah. on a moonless night. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's idiocy. Mm-hmm. He had the hubris to think that, oh, let's get up there to where they were going, Martha's Vineyard, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay, let's get up there tonight. Mm-hmm. John, it's, 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 a, it's a moonless night. Maybe we should just wait till tomorrow. No, I'm a good pilot. Don't worry okay. about my broken leg. Let me, let me and and it's not like some, our family has a history of tragedies. Let me tell so you I something. So I think we're good. On, on your, from your point of view, where you're absolutely right, he had broken his leg. It had been in a cast, and he just got the cast off. How I, do you fly a plane when you've just got the cast off? 
badly and into the ocean, (laughs) which is my point. Okay. All right. I mean, the idea that they were, who, who is it that was anxious to kill JFK in the crib before he was even in politics? Uh, was it the Trilateral Commission? Who was who is, who is behind it? I'd, mm. I'd love to know that. I don't know. He had a political magazine that was very popular. It was okay. It did not do that great. I, was, oh, okay. I remember I was in it. All right. George. Well, maybe that's why it wasn't that popular. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean. Oh, God. I, I just love it when you laugh now. Well, See, I just, you give I, me a little slack, will you? <laughs> I'm always laughing with you. Stop <laughs> it. You're so, what are you so insecure about laughing? Uh, no, I just... Any laugh, any I, laugh the good-looking guy gets is gravy, first of all. You are so knowledgeable. You are so good at this stuff. And <laughs> this yet stuff, you, getting give, high? <laughs> you give everybody a lot of room for their opinion. Yes. And you laugh at this and that. Absolutely. I, I, that's why you should be president. Oh, here's, that's here's, all. A, here's another woke okay. thing for you, Mr. Actor Man. Okay. They don't yeah. have a sense of humor. Oh. Because yeah. humor might hurt someone's feelings, and feelings are the most important thing. They're more important than free speech. Mm. They're more important than, than anything, is mm. that nobody ever feel a moment of discomfort or pain. Right. And what they do is they operate in bad faith. Mm. There's, I don't know if you've seen this story, but there's a country star named Jason Aldean. Don't know him. Okay, he put out a record called Try That in a Small Town. Mm. And uh, I just, I was, again, one of those things, the polarization of this country. I read the things that the righties said about it. I read the thing that the lefties said about it. To the left, this was uh, like, he's this horrible racist because he's a country guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shot the video at a courthouse steps uh, where someone was lynched 100 years earlier. So it was, it was about lynchings. And mm-hmm. basically, he's a redneck guy and I'm getting this now from Coleman Hughes, who's black, brilliant writer, if you're not up on him. No. Young, I'm black, not. and brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I believed Coleman Hughes. He said, this is a smear thing that they do. Because, and again, Jason Aldean, I don't know who the fuck this is. I probably would never be interested in his music. But he didn't pick that location. They know this. This is what I mean by bad faith. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that, but I also can get him on this. If I put it in the article that this thing was shot at a... a and, of course, other, it turns out other movies have been shot there. Mm-hmm. Like Hannah Montana was shot there. Mm-hmm. Is she a racist? <laughs> is she promoting lynching? Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a point of view that... It, it's not my world being a small-town person who's saying, oh, if you try to take my guns, try that in a small town. Okay, but, you know, we have to get past this thing where you are just evil if you're not like me. Half the country is not like you. Right. They're just not, and they're not going to change, and they're not going to self-deport, mm-hmm. and you're not going to bully them into being you. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a level of acceptance. But it seems to me that... A lot of people have gotten real dumb real quick in yes. the last 10 years. Oh, <laughs> why? You know, before, you know, you visit the South and you go and it is what it is. And, and I love tradition. I love little towns and I love people that speak a little different uh, colloquialism than other people. Barns. Yeah. But lighthouses. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Kincaid paintings. What's happened to this, you know? There's strip malls in every one of those little towns. There's opinions that don't 
are not fair. They're they're not fair. It's really really changed, and and there's more <clears throat> hatred available around. Exactly. Yeah. Everything goes from zero to I will kill you mm-hmm. in ten seconds. And the minute I meet somebody, I always feel like, yeah, I like you. I like you. Now show me why I don't. You know. And they do. Yeah, now, you. They you, didn't used to. I always cut them a lot of slack. I, mean, you played, I moved to the country when in the middle of a um, of um, of Marcus Welby. You know, first, I legitimized the motorcycle. They were all hell's angels, and then it was you meet a lot of people on a Honda bike. You meet a lot of people that you really like. And Dr. Kylie rode a motorcycle, yeah. and legit. Then we're three years into that show of six or seven years, and I sell everything, and I move to Paso Robles, halfway to San Francisco, to cowboy country, you know, start raising horses and cattle. And I had, I trained horses for 13 years. To do what? What do you mean? To, to, well, to sell mean, them, just to... Oh, uh, really? To I'd, bre- I'd breed them and have the babies and break them to ride. and Yeah, that's the part that, get, I'm a Peter Board member, so when I hear break them, it's like you lose me. Like horses, I don't think animals want to be broken. I mean, you know, I think they're... Well, they say a horse and a dog is the only thing that will give up their life for food. So I... Really? I don't know. I don't. I would think every. Yeah, you know, I, th- I would that's think that's good. I every, feel ashamed. Right I would think now. every. I think every animal in the world risks its life every day for food. I think that's the. I had <clears throat> seventy-five head of cattle. What are they for? You cut them up and eat them. Yeah, you know? is that what happens? So well, you know, what, why does anybody have cattle? Right, Horses oh, I, I at least people. You know, how long do you have the cattle before you kill them? I don't. I never got that you far. Never got, I finally you, got out of there. You never felt attached to them? They're so cute, cows and steer. and You never you never wanted to just I save one. I ranching. I loved that whole thing. I, I should have been a Texan. And at that time, uh, Central California had more winning yeah. cowboys than, than uh, Texas or Oklahoma. Well, that, So that, I was up there in the middle of all well, the that. The northern part of California... <clears throat> is Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that Trump wins, you know, above San Francisco all mm-hmm. the way to the Oregon border. That's Trump country. I mean, that's red. This was halfway. This was yeah. this side of San Francisco where I was. Okay. Halfway. But, I mean, I'm telling you, there's a big <clears throat> chunk of San Francisco where everyone's wearing a red hat. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going back to the dumb guys. No, I, <laughs> I'm just saying we should be able or, to... We should be able to live amongst people who we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Whereas I agree. Yeah. Whereas I agree. We, nobody does that anymore. One of our big problems is we don't mingle. Yeah. Like you would never wear a Trump hat on the New York City subway. You just it would just be you'd just never see it because you'd worry you get beat up or something. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is, you know, at NASCAR, you're not gonna wear a Hillary, I'm with her <laughs> shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I drove for five years. I drove professionally. Yeah, I know. You're a, you're a race car driver. Uh, well, I quit when I knew I was going to die, so I quit. <laughs> so you're a rancher. You're Brinks. the Marlboro man. You're a race car driver. You were going to be James Bond. I know that about you. Oh, uh, right. W- I thought I had the job, and I came home and but Roger. But you're not English. But I know he had to make that decision, Cubby Broccoli. But I came home, and Roger Moore said, okay, I'll do one more. 
So I think he was bullshitting him. He the was whole a sweet time. man, but the worst Bond, Roger Moore. Yeah, I mean, partly it was he did the, a bunch of them. Though he did a bunch of them, I think seven. He wow. And I watched one recently. It's terrible. I mean, it's amazing. Again, the th- same thing with comedy and what lasts over time. Mm. Same thing with action movies. It's comical how shitty the action sequences are. Compared, I mean, it's literally sketch-level props where you're f- going through a cardboard door and mm-hmm. obvious breakaway glass. Mm-hmm. And a, a fight scene probably took two hours to film. I mean, it's just amazing what the audience accepted back then. And his quips, you know, it's just, it's the tone of it is so different. It just sucks. I'm trying to think of one thing that I ever did like that I never was lucky enough to <clears throat> break. Oh, well, maybe in Capricorn 1, I went through um, candy glass, you know, on the gas station and caught onto the airplane. Got off immediately and let the stuntman get on. Yeah. They, by the so. way, they, yeah, like, you know, hanging on the wing in Capricorn 1. There was only one stuntman in the whole business that would do that. <laughs> <laughs> they would tie him on there and take off and do all kinds of... There's a sequence pretty. in that Roger Moore movie. I don't know which one it is, but they're in India. Yeah. And it's like a chase scene, and it's but it's played for comic effect, knocking yeah. over fruit carts yeah, and yeah. shit. And on the way, it, because it's India, they do a gag that's, a, that's basically a what they would say now, a racist cliche about everything possibly you could do such a cliche about in India. You know, he's going through the market and it's a guy putting a sword down his throat. Uh So he pulls the sword out and kills the bad guy and then puts the sword back in the guy's throat. (laughs) And there's like 10 of those. Yeah. George Lazenby? I like that one, actually. You did? He was okay. Lazenby was okay. Check that out. He did that one. It was was 1969. I was 13. I saw it in a theater on the Jersey Shore on summer vacation. Uh Diana Rigg was the girl. Mm. Completely, uh, I totally wanted to have sexual intercourse with her. Mm -hmm. She absolutely um, did it for me. She was also Mrs. Peel in The Avengers, Mm -hmm. not the blockbuster Avengers. Um, Diana Rigg, yeah, nice, in, right? Nice rig. Yeah, <laughs> she, she did. Oh, oh, yeah. I I was Hot reading English something girl. yesterday, by the way. Uh, uh, I don't know if you remember when um, some girl bought, uh, uh, went to drive through Starbucks and bought a hot coffee and sp- spilled the inner lap and made clam chowder out of her. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and got two million dollars. Yeah, well, if it and yesterday re- they awarded eight hundred thousand to a girl that got chicken deep fried chicken balls and burned her lips. They gave her eight hundred grand. I remember the McDonald's story. I didn't know it had affected her uh, vajay. Well, she spilled it in her lap. Well, I her just, lap. I didn't know if that meant leg. I mean, if it actually hurt. Well, I'm making that shit up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, writer's embellishment to this long-known yeah, story about... Me, okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm rewriting Because if, if that here, is what happened, even... maybe that coffee is too hot. I mean, I think it would be a shame if pussies were ruined all over America because of... I want hot coffee. coffee. Yeah. I want hot pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and I will not have well, it maybe being that's not <laughs> ruined by McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but, like, you played Reagan. That yeah. You killed that, by the way. Well... You killed that. Nancy and I. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, 
plainly you're not a Republican. I can't believe, I don't really literally know what your affiliation is, but I can't believe Barbara Streisand would marry a Republican. So that's, my, that's my evidence. Yeah, you cannot be. Pretty plain. I'm plain. Not, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to but you found figure the, out something that they like that I like, you know, and maybe you could throw a couple of things at me that, well, they've got a pretty good idea here or there, but I, I The Republicans, been, no, they don't have any good ideas. Yeah. I mean, they've been out of ideas for a very long time, and now maybe, they're actually- Isn't it? Wow. What? Strange. Oh, well, they were actually worse because at least they used to believe in democracy. Yeah. <clears throat> now they don't believe in elections. Um, yeah. So, and, and I want them to. I want them to come back. I want me them to too. be. I yes. want the other side to be kind of equal with us, so we can sit around and talk and play yeah. cards and have a. I drink mean, the truth is, and, both sides got worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more scary. One more obnoxious. Right. And. You know, when people go into the voting booth, very often what they vote on is who's the most obnoxious. Mm. They don't really follow the policy. They don't even believe the politicians will really carry out the things they say to begin with. So they very often vote on a feeling. I mean, right. Trump is a ma massive contradiction. Never, he always <clears throat> speaks in front of a banner that says, mm -hmm. promise is kept. To who? The asbestos industry? Never it's kept amazing one. amazing that it works, doesn't though, matter it? because it, it, it Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, it appeals on a level that's below the intellectual mm -hmm. level. It's a feeling. And by the way, the more they indict him, the more they... The, the, it's all, only good for him. Mm. It's... It, indicting Trump is like dying in show business. It's the best career move you could make. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a number of people. I mean, James Dean, was he, how many, what did he make? Three movies? If he hadn't died, would we be still talking about him like he was Mr. Cool? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was. Oh, we are still talking about him. And yeah, no, the greatest. If he, if he James hadn't died, Dean was the know. greatest? He was really good. He was really well, you know incredible. What? But he did giant as the old guy, you remember? Rock hated him. That's in the documentary. Mm. Hated him. But some of his stuff in the, <clears throat> you know, when when the oil spouted out and him in the back of the, you know, thing, you know. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> like him. Um, but I, yeah. I was a fan, <clears throat> so I'm still a fan. You know, I was a fan of Brando's. Still yeah, a but fan. Brando had a whole career, yeah. and he didn't die when no. he was young. Okay. No, but he started doing shitty stuff. <laughs> Well, for money, of course. Yeah, and he would write the lines on the actors' heads. Yeah. Barbara and I are talking. You know, we talk about. You know, at what point you sort of back out before you're forced to take the embarrassing jobs and right. stuff like that. That's why I want to direct now. I don't want to be in front of a machine. Right. Records no, you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> no, I mean. Look, there are limited roles for someone who's 83. Yeah. I mean, there are there are there is a whole genre I would call the geezer film mm -hmm. because there are actors who become legendary and people still want to see them. Mm -hmm. And if you put them in a comedy, I mean De Niro as I don't know how many he's made in the last five or ten years. Mm -hmm. Dirty Grandpa, and, mm -hmm. you know, like uh did you see And I had something financed when uh when, when the pandemic started, I had something finance where I play an old guy who's yes. been divorced and right. and the wife is in one of these uh, fabulous uh, aged uh, villages, you know, okay. where the, uh, they go to a bar every night and she's screwing all the old guys and he's living with all his boxes and crap when the daughter shows up with a baby and says, Dad, you got to take care of this baby. 
Oh. Yeah, it was the cutest script, but it went away as soon as pandemic started. I had my money. I was starting to do my pre-production, and anyway, yeah, I can take. All, but that, yeah. you know, that I would do that kind of thing where it's really funny and stupid, and it has to <clears> be, and they, and they always are. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and I mean, I, Dirty Grandpa is funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. He's done he, ten of them, I think. A whole bunch of them. I mean, he started with yeah. the Fockers, and you know, he had a whole second win. Yeah, as a comedy actor, and uh, yeah, and, and, and was, does them for nothing, and makes uh, and they play and play and bring in money, you know. So he's doing okay oh, I'm now. I'm sure they pay him quite well. Yeah, that's what I mean. In the oh. end, I think <clears throat> there's a there's a streaming value yeah, of all, all this. Stuff. All you got to do is put something inappropriately dirty and young in the mouth <laughs> of an old person. And that's it, right. It's like an animal trick, yeah, you know. True. I mean, the audience that's just true. eats it up. That's me for real. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, the, uh, I was my brother and I have like a phone call between us or emails between us are so awful that we could never, we could never share it with anybody, you know. Well, maybe you in private yes. or something, but, you know, but it's like we're just so... But uh, that's the thing. And that's wrong today, totally wrong. It's not. It, it's wrong that they stop it is what's wrong. But if it makes you laugh... Exactly. You and know, we used to be okay with that. I thought of that when the... Um, you laugh because you know it's wrong. Well, exactly. It's kind of like laughing in church. Yeah. And also because it doesn't yeah. actually affect anybody's life. Like, again, this is what I hate about these, these posers. When mm. the uh, submarine, the Titanic submarine. Yeah. Oh, imploded. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank God I was here. <clears throat> Not here. A, yeah. <laughs> like, if this had been 10, 15 years ago, there would have been a million great sick jokes, almost mm. all of them by Gilbert Gottfried. Mm out the next day <laughs> and it would not have affected anybody the family wouldn't be seeing these jokes we're not throwing it in front of them mm -hmm. and the people on the ship of course are not going to see them because they're fucking worm food mm -hmm. i mean fish food and uh, and it would just be why not but now you couldn't do it if you put that on twitter you'd be canceled immediately mm -hmm. oh my gosh have some respect you don't have respect you just want to catch people at something right that's what's so obnoxious the desire to just catch people at some shit uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> an implosion i was thinking of you know like the black hole in space how did an implosion <clears throat> when it happens it's pop Oh, you don't and that's it. That everybody inside is now just oh, little, little right. pieces. And you don't. I I, get, you don't even know it's coming. right? No, no, you wouldn't. So you don't. Suffer. Although I heard that they heard some creaking. Uh, I I don't know how I heard that or how they. Would well, know. if you were on that thing and you heard creaking, you yeah. never. You, most of them had never been in there before. It's the, carbon fiber. You well, you, what you'd say, or you'd be saying yourself, saying to yourself is, huh. Yeah, creaking sound. I guess that's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's too late to finish. It's like when you sentence. see the lights flicker in the elevator. Is that supposed to happen? Now Is that, that always CEO happen? was in there with them. Oh, right? sure. I guess he and knew the creaking. He had said uh, when they lost contact on previous excursions, they lost radio contact. He would laugh about it and say, "Oh, we'll get it back. There's no problem. I got to get a new radio in this thing or something." Right. So there were a lot, and of course they didn't have but, federal <clears throat> in engineering approval on this or general engineering approval. How does it seem like a good idea? 
Uh, I'm just saying. Like, first of all, we have the movie Titanic, mm-hmm. where we went down and we see. You can see it. You can see everything you're going to see by actually going. Well, and the director had gone down many times in, right, a, in right. a good and, unit, and for the lucky us, filmed it. So you don't have to go there. Yeah, but he went back a whole bunch of times just because he liked it. You knew that. He's that's his thing. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. It's like, <clears throat> and obviously smart enough to survive it. Yeah. But, like, why just as a tourist, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to take my life, which is one of, the, one of the guys was a billionaire, right? Yeah. I'm going to take me and my kid, uh, father, kind of father-son fun day, mm-hmm. and we're going to just put the whole ball of wax on the line here. Yeah. And trust this guy. And, you know, they have to be sealed and into pay the, this guy. And pay him a lot. And you have yeah. to be sealed into that. Oh. You know, it's not like you just close the hatch. They put you in, and then you're sealed in. Just that I wouldn't do. Yeah. I wouldn't even have to get in the water. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. But now, would you go flying with me in a plane that I built? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the pandemic started, and I got I got sick November of 2019 before anybody ever heard of COVID. I know yeah. this is a favorite a subject of yours, but I got no, really I, I sick. I may have been too. I missed your Thanksgiving that year. I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was sick. I don't know. It could have been COVID too. That's yeah. when people were starting because to get it. Because it was odd. It wasn't the lungs or anything. It was, right. oh, just, oh, just everything, man. Ears ringing and right. spine felt funny and all. Oh, just, so I've had it twice now. I got it on an airplane going to New York to doing the do the talk shows. I did the first talk show, and, you know, they test you before you go into the talk show, and they say, okay, you go on, yeah, and you do the talk. Then you go the next day to Good Morning America. Right. They test you, and they go, get out. Right. And I'm locked in a, the, a hotel for 10 days there, you know. And that wasn't so bad, that one, but I still feel like I have long you know, COVID. If I'm, if I'm strange. Really? Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, my balance, uh, my ears ring a little bit. Uh, I just don't feel back together again. And I also agree with you that uh, possibly even those vaccines uh, didn't help at all. That's possibly, well, we know, look, possibly we, we why know, I feel this. No, there's lots of stuff that should be debated about it, that, that, that they don't allow it. One thing I like, not to interrupt you, but <laughs> we've been doing it all night, uh, that uh, two doctors have said to me, you're asking me as if I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I love that kind of doctor who says, I don't know, Jim. None of us know. Well, I mean, what we do know is that they got wrong <laughs> the idea that the vaccine could prevent transmission and yeah. got wrong the idea that it could prevent you from getting it yeah i got the vaccine and then i got it three weeks later i mean yeah and it could very well be the case that the vaccine as it is supposed to do something to you mm-hmm. uh, lowered my immune system it also could be the case that then when i quote unquote got it it was very very mild mm-hmm. those could be all be true have you heard of such thing as this is what my daughter tells me uh you know uh, they get very ethereal up in ohio you know a lot of pot smokers up there and but my daughter tells me oh well i had a homeopathic vaccine which yeah. means just natural vitamin who knows whatever but she got it very very lightly and i got it like hit like a like a train wreck yeah. you know so uh, well 
And my wife has never gotten anything, I mean, and a, I'm I'm in the same room with her. You know, it's a real thing. I mean, it's a it was a new pathogen. Yeah, um, and we should be able to discuss all manners of it sure. without having shit labeled misinformation, which became like a byword mm. for just well, I don't agree. Well, that's not misinformation, and a lot of the misinformation was yours, officials. Yeah, you know, so. That's all. I mean, the vaccine, in my view, saved millions of lives because mm. it was necessary, for, especially for people who were not in good shape to begin with. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, but what what is weird is I've run into three people just incidentally that said, "Oh my God, I had it in November of 2019 too." I had something. Right. That something. Had, yeah. now I've always been a healthy person. Well, this has been three years of weird thing, including my sinus well, infection and all this stuff. But and, I mean, everything in the body works holistically, and also, look, age, when when we're yes, when you're getting on in years, mm-hmm. you just long COVID. They have to give everything like a new name, like it's a new thing. It's just that you have this pathogen that your body is less able to fight off. I don't want to accept it. I don't blame you. Than it was when you were 20. that helps. (laughs) Yeah. If I wanted to accept it, uh, I might have been a hell of a lot sicker than I am, you know? I am. I'm not sick, I mean, but I mean, it may, I think uh, being positive about things works for your body right it's funny in the in the rock hudson documentary they it's interesting the parallels with aids i've talked about this before Mm -hmm. um and when people say why are you skeptical about stuff stuff with covid because i've lived through a pandemic or and a panic before a virus aids yeah and i saw how they got a lot of stuff wrong Mm -hmm. and uh Boy, they went. They went into detail. I remember this vaguely, but the documentary does a great job in showing it. He kissed Linda Evans. He was on Dynasty, and he kissed her. Mm-hmm. And people, there were lots of scuttlebutt talk at the time. What's, Who is this? What's wrong with Rock Hudson? Because he didn't, oh, Rock Hudson. Because he didn't look good. But this is 1984, yeah. right? 85. Right. Yeah, I, I AIDS was that. new, yeah. right? And then when it came out that he did have AIDS. The people on this dynasty set wouldn't go near Linda Evans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how the <clears throat> that was the level of the panic. He was in France and had to come home when he was deathly sick, and he, they wouldn't let him on an airplane. They had to charter a plane from France. I mean, wow. Yeah, people do not act rationally to things like viruses. That's right. what I would like people to remember about COVID and. Yeah, you know, and when the next one and now with AIDS, there's people that are completely over it with no signs of, uh, t- you know, T cell minimization and stuff. So all I uh, know is you look great. Comes, yeah, you. He, oh, <laughs> you're just that's just who you. Are. I, like, I like the you Richard are, Dreyfus that, thing. I just <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what was going on. I thought he's so casual, so much more casual than I well, remember. I think yeah, I think <laughs> there know? may have been a little pharmaceuticals involved. <laughs> yeah, people have bad backs. I mean, yeah. this foot thing. I mean, like, so we're gonna have an intermission. I'll be back next week. Um, we'll do another ninety. I'm going to bed. And, uh, <laughs> That movie, Big uh, something in Little Halsey. 
Yeah, big something in little. I think Michael J. Pollard and yeah, I think that was Sidney Fury directing again.